0: Love Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. The no. righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yeah. render unto every man according to no. his deeds.
1: To them who by patience continue in yeah. some well-doing feat, no. for glory and honor, and immorality, yeah. eternal life. But unto them that are no. contentious and do not obey the yeah. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath.
0: Great blue tip. You an African
1: American? No. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga, we're back. Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Nope. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life. Nope. So many secrets in the vault. Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my. <coughs> yep. Do you follow these laws? This walk so why keep on trying? Everybody got choices Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that nah. Everybody got choice. Choose the right path and save your soul. Never going back. No, no, no. Forward to the kingdom.
0: Everybody
1: got choices, nope. yeah yep. Yep. Everybody got choices yep. Everybody got choices, yep. choices. Yep. Is it cool to be gay? Yep. No did he make us straight? Yeah Is the most high plan? No yep. You gon' learn the day? Yeah Do
2: you understand grace? No yep. Remember Noah's day? Yeah Did more than eight people live?
1: No yep. Will it be the same way? Yeah Is it a broad way to heaven? Nope. Yep. Is it a broad way to hell? Yeah You choose the death over life? Change your life? Yep. Yeah. Do you love these streets? Nope. Do you see police? Yeah. You want to get shot down? Nope. Do you remember Mike Brown? Yeah. you ever read your Bible? Nope. you want to know your tribe? Yeah.
2: Do you know you wasn't a slave? No. Do not you want to be saved? Yep. Yeah. you ever been baptized? Nope. Want to get in that water?
1: Yeah. Ever confess your sins? Nope. Ready to lift your hands? Yeah. Amen. Everybody got choices. I chose this walk, so why keep on trotting. Everybody got choices, choose the right path and nothing can suffer. Everybody got choices, righteous life, there don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices, choose the right path and save your soul. Never going back, no, no, no. no. I are states I choose, states choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a simple life? Nope. Should I repent and be baptized? Yep. will i am ever be nice. Nope. Was I RCF- ever From. You got
0: to choose
1: one, who you gonna choose the most? I art theater, two side to choose from. You got to
0: choose one, who you gonna choose, who you gonna choose.
1: Got to choose. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright going to learn
0: today. Hello. Hello,
2: hello, hello, hello. Uh mic check, mic check one, two, one, two. Uh can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Mic check, mic check one two one two. It is this broadcasting now? Mic check, mic check one, two, one, two. Am I being heard? Mic check, mic check one two one two. Am I being heard? God, this is upsetting. Okay, uh thank you Becky. Uh thank you Becky. Um but can you hear me um but can you hear me talking now? Hello, 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 hello. Mic check, mic check one two one two. Mic check, mic check one, two, one, two. Um, I don't think the audio is working. I can I can't hear you. It it's working now. Can hear some music. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Wow. Yeah, okay. Becky, thank you. Becky, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Much appreciated, much appreciated okay you, you know to to i see today's gonna be one of those one of those days brothers and sisters um as you know i i, I do stay in, in in an apartment and the people have have been moved out of the upstairs apartment we stay on the bottom floor and people have been in the upstairs- nobody's been in the upstairs apartment for about a month uh, nobody's been in the upstairs apartment for about a month uh but now today uh maintenance is now up there working on the apartment again <laughs> and for the first time ever for the first time ever i've never heard them play any music i've never heard them play any music while they're uh while they're working but now today as i mean they've been up there for maybe about a they may have started about a half hour ago no and they didn't start playing music until about 15 minutes ago and I'm like wow, you y'all have never ever 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 played music as many apartments as, I, as, as neighbors and people have left, and they had to do the the, the you know the, the they had to go in and and do a redo for the whole apartment. They've never played any music, but now all of a sudden now, it is it's, I feel like I'm at like at a at a, at a, a and I'm just the music is just blaring, <laughs> and then for for the audio not to be working. It's trying to frustrate. It's trying to frustrate. But you know what? We're going to, to the pure, all things are pure. We're going to keep things rolling. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hopefully everybody can hear me now. Welcome to another episode of Bible Talk on this Wednesday, February 14th, which the world calls Valentine's Day. But when we go and do some research, it's actually called the Lupercal It's actually the origin of it. It's called the Lupercalia, um, which is also, uh, which has to do with just, basically, it's giving everybody permission to have orgies. To commit adultery,
0: to be whores,
2: um, uh, to get drunk, blame it on alcohol, eat some strawberries, eat some chocolate, um, and, and just just uh, live debaucherously and not to have any guilt or any conscience about it, um, whether it's the Lupercalia, whether it's Valentine's Day, or it's as we're in the midst of Mardi Gras or Carnival there in the Caribbean or, or down in South America, about just being as Loose and licentious and lewd as possible, and it's okay because everybody's doing it. It's because everybody's doing it. But one thing I, you know, before I found out the audio wasn't working, I would ask everybody to please go to St. John chapter four verse twenty-two. All right, let's go to the Gospel, John chapter four verse twenty-two. All right, and hopefully, whether you're 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 following along with your Bible on your phone, maybe you have a phone app. Uh, maybe you're, you're on your laptop, maybe you're on your your tablet, or maybe you actually have the actual Bible. And maybe you have the actual Bible, but please open open your books or your 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 Bible or whatever you're using, and go to John chapter four, verse 22. And hopefully your 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 software or your Bible is equipped uh, where somebody went through and made sure that all the words of Christ are in red, that we might know when the Lord and Savior is speaking because they went and made sure all. The words of Christ are in red. All right. So when we read St. John chapter four verse twenty two, what does Christ say? Ye worship ye know not what. That a lot of people participate in and that we participate in a lot of traditions, we participate in a, in, in a lot of customs, and we have no idea why, beyond because everybody does it. Or the real, real, real weak excuse of is for the kids. Okay. If it's for the kids, how's that for God? Or because everybody else is doing it, how is that about God? And and for it to get kind of kind of uh, you know shaded and camouflaged behind using the words of it's about love, just a season that that God is love, and that is a scripture. So if God is love, that's why there sh- shouldn't be nothing wrong with Valentine's Day or with Carnival. Or with Mardi Gras, yeah. So we're down here uh, in in New Orleans or Baton Rouge or wherever we might be at. And yes, I'm a married woman, and if I pull my shirt up and show my breast, I'm gonna get some beads. Um, and and we, we're we're drinking, having a good, a good time, and I'm and anybody can come up and kiss me, touch me, fondle me, uh, or, or what have you. And it's okay because it's carnival, because it's Mardi Gras, because it's Valentine's Day. And this is just what we do, and and we have we're gonna have these parades, and we're gonna have these festivals, and, and we're just gonna live our supposedly our best life. And because we use the word love, that's supposed to make it okay, that's supposed to make it all right. Well, it's just come on, come, come. again, Saint John chapter four verse twenty two. What does Christ say? Ye worship, ye know not what. Which is also going to be you know, a, a segue as we're dealing with this topic, that, this series that we're dealing with, dealing with in building your house upon a rock, building your foundation, your belief, your worship, how you deal with Christ and the most high, with God. It better be built upon a rock because we're going to find out as we're going through this series, there's so many things that people do that they think is associated with God and has nothing to do with God. That you really think is associated with God, but it's associated with, with with whatever religion you came up with that you grew up in that has absolutely 0% to do with God. And again, so the, the purpose of this, this class, this series that we're on right now is uh, hopefully you're building your, your your house upon a rock. That you really know and understand, and putting the research and the search and and the study in, that you know what what you're doing and why you're doing it, and that it is related to God, not religion, but that it is related to God. So, continuing with Saint John chapter four verse twenty-two, it says, "Ye worship, ye know not what. We know we worship, for salvation is of the Jews." Now there's many layers that we we can peel apart in this in this verse right here, but I want to just kind of focus in on the very first part, first two parts. Ye worship, ye know not what. Colon. Second part, we know what we worship. Do you really know what you worship and why? Have you went really done the research? Have you went, you know what I say, nip it in the bud? Have you gone to the origins of these things? have we gone to the origins of these things then that now we're participating in things and are we sure that these aren't the same customs that God got pissed off with from millennium ago were these customs the things that God warned the Israelites not to participate in were these customs these festivals these these um, these parties were these the things that God was warning the Israelites about in the Old Testament, and because they kept mingling themselves with the nations and participating in the events, in the worship, in the idolatry, in the whoredom that the nation were participating in, that God got so pissed off at the Israelites that we, they, we got kicked out the promised land because we kept mingling ourselves with the nations and their customs. Come on, brothers and sisters. James read the fourth time for our learning. Right? Let me forget. Let's go to Psalm step 105. Let me pull the scripture up real quick. M-I-N-G-L-E, mingle, T-H-E-M-S-E-L-V-E-S. Mingle uh, themselves. L-E-A-R-N-E, learned, W-O-R-K-S. In Psalms 106, I'm sorry, Psalms chapter 106 and verse 35. All right, Psalms chapter 106 and verse 35. Um, let's go to verse 33. All right, let's look, go to the book of Psalms, chapter 106 and verse 33. All right? And this is David retelling some of the history of the Israelites, even during his time. All right? Even during his time. Matter of fact, let me just... Uh well, this one doesn't say that it's a Psalm of David or Asaph or whoever, but let's just assume it's a Psalm of David, all right? When we go to Psalm chapter 106 and verse 33, it says, because they provoked his spirit uh, so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. Talk about Moses, that in the wilderness, because the Israelites – kept complaining about what they was going through, living in the wilderness. We complained about eating manna, eating angels' food. We complained about that. We complained about being in the wilderness. We complained about not being able to go back to Egypt. All we had was complaint after complaint after complaint of how God didn't love us because now we're in the wilderness. Forget that he brought us out of of hardcore slavery. Forget that while we were in Egypt before we were saved, the Egyptians made the Israelites to howl because of the rigorous slavery that we were under. We're saved from that. We've seen all the miracles, seen all that God did, and all we can do is complain about our situation. It just can't be made happy. And 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 many times we wanted to put Moses to death, and we was going to march ourselves and kick ourselves, and we 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 got many leaders that that we elected. That was going to take us back to Egypt. So it got to the point where Moses got so fed up with our complaining that instead of speaking to the rock to get to the, uh, the, the, because we were complaining about having water, he struck the rock out of frustration. And God said, "You, you, you, what, what are you doing? You, you've got to give me glory." But the most I understood, Moses was frustrated. That's why he let him see the promised land. He just said, "You're not gonna go into it because of how much complaining we do as, as a people. How nothing God does makes us happy. That we just we just stay in misery. That that forget where where you know the Bible does tell us that the Lord uh, loads us with, with benefits daily. Forget all that. All we can have is complaints. Like me this morning, I want to complain about the the maintenance upstairs." Now they're playing music, so I got to complain. Uh, if I'm driving down the street and a car cuts me off, like as if I own the whole highway or I own this lane, and now they got in my lane, and now I feel some type of way of kind of you know, I want to get kind of upset because you came into my lane, and I had to slow down. That we we find nothing but complaints about. I mean, that's how we do is complain, and we and 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 and, and then. I mean, that's all we do is murmur and complain. And we provoked Moses' spirit. We don't put that, you know, we don't have no empathy. We don't realize how much our complaints can affect somebody else. See, so when they get so pissed off, they do something stupid because how much murmuring and complaining that we do. But it says that we provoked Moses' spirit. So that Moses did something dumb being frustrated with us constantly complaining. Nothing can ever nothing done can make us happy. But let's read on verse thirty four. Psalm one oh six, verse thirty four. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them. I wanted to get this 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 right here because of this thing where we have this 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 this, this lie in our mindsets That God wants us and everybody just to get along. And that God does love everybody. But what made God mad at the Israelites? Psalm 106, verse 34. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them. God commanded the Israelites to destroy nations. But what did the Israelites do? Verse 35 but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. Verse 36, and they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Are are y'all reading this along with me? We wouldn't destroy the nations whom God wanted to be destroyed, but we got to the point where we was killing our own children. We were shedding the blood of our own children so we could participate and mingle with the nations whom God said destroy them. Destroy those nations, but we wouldn't destroy those nations. We destroyed our own children so we could participate with the nations, so we could be with the nations. So we can be accepted with the nations at the risk, at the detriment of destroying our own children, of killing our own seed. Think about this. Think about this. Let this sink in for a minute. That now to be in this this, this mindset where as long as, as the word love is used, it must be okay. So free love. So if it's all about love and and now it's it's Valentine's Day and we're we're giving heart, have y'all ever – I didn't want to go into this. I didn't want to go into this, but we're here. Have you ever done any research on where the heart shape comes from, that we use the heart shape as the heart? Have, 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 Have you ever done any research or study on that? Why is what we call the heart symbol? Why is that used as the heart? Because if we if we open the if you open up your body, the body of any animal, and pull the heart out, it don't look nothing like the the heart emoji. It don't have it. Don't, it don't resemble the heart emoji by any means. But has it ever crossed your mind where that came from? And brothers and sisters, when you find out that heart shape is actually the shape of a leaf of a plant. And brother says, guess what that plant was originally used for? That herb is used for? Abortions. That plant that that we get the shape of the heart from, that plant was used for abortions. That you're out here having promiscuous sex, getting pregnant, and now to kill the baby, you take this heart-shaped looking plant. And it would kill the fetus. It would, it would kill the embryo. So you can continue being as promiscuous as you want to be, but you got that heart-shaped plant. Stop, it, it wasn't about stop being promiscuous, stop committing adultery. It had nothing to do with that. But not, now somehow that shape from that thing that was used to kill infants in the womb is the symbol of love. But like Christ said, ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship that I we I know why I don't participate in certain things. I know. Doing the research, looking into things, and then considering what did God get mad at the Israelites for? as much as there's this picture another picture is trying to be painted in society today that because a person calls themselves a Hebrew Israelite they're automatically racist. When i hear that that just proves to me how how stupid how illiterate people are. We're finding out God got mad at the Israelites for not destroying the nations. God got pissed off and has been punishing the Israelites for mingling themselves with the nations. Learning the works of the nations, doing the things of the nations. God has been punishing the Israelites because of that. But now somehow the narrative is being painted that the Israelites are racist. Especially when the Israelites that, that we teach, that the, the that the people who are called themselves Jews are not ethnically or biblically descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That that they are lying, that they are imposters. Now, all of a sudden we're anti-Semitic because we say that. How can we be anti-Semitic, like Connie just said, when the Jews come from Shem? The Jews come from Shem, come from Eber, where we get the name Hebrew from. You can't be anti-Semitic when you're Semitic. We're just saying that the people who are calling themselves Jews, like the Bible says, like Christ said, I know the blasphemy of them would say they're Jews and are not. What people have been going around saying they're the Jews? It it can't be the, the Hebrew Israelites. Because for over 400 years, upon the arrival of Murder Incorporated, we've been taught that we're Negroes, we're colored, we're Baptists, we're Methodists, we're Mexicans, we're Puerto Ricans, we're Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, <clears throat> we are Crips, we are Bloods, we are Entertainers, we're Athletes, we are Singers, we are uh, 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 Masons, we are Muslims, we're Rastafarians. We, we, we are universalists. We've been taught everything, but we're the Jews. We're the Israelites. We're, we're, we're Dahomey. We're Zulus. We are the hip-hop nation. We've been everything. Now, real quick, let's to the book of Daniel. And I didn't want to be in the soapbox, y'all, but I'm here. I didn't want to be in the soapbox, but I am here. In Daniel, chapter 9, verse 7. Check this out. This was prophesied by Daniel, the prophet Daniel, the great prophet Daniel, prophesied this. In Daniel chapter nine, verse seven. Daniel chapter nine verse seven, it says, O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee. Doesn't God know what is right, what he calls right, and what he calls wrong? Shouldn't if anybody knows the difference between right and wrong, shouldn't it be God? Shouldn't it be the Lord God? Yeah, that that kind of makes sense, don't it? So in Daniel chapter 9 verse 7, it says, O Lord, righteousness belongs unto thee. God owns righteousness. But unto us confusion of faces, as it is this day. We don't know who the hell we are in my religion, Am I, am I of a union? Am I of a gang? Oh, I went to college, and I went to a university, and I joined a fraternity. I joined a sorority. So I'm, 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 I'm a Greek. I'm an alpha. I'm a kappa. I'm a lambda. I'm an omega. I'm an alpha, psi, alpha, pi, epsilon, whatever. I'm summa comadre. I am everything under the sun. To us, it's confusion of faces. We have no no clue. So we've not been calling ourselves the Jews. That only started around nineteen seventy. Hell, Malcolm X said, You're Lazarus. You're the valley of the dry bones. Before that we were Negroes, colors, black. We we were we were were, were the beasts. Remember we were the King Kong. We were the planet of the apes. The Mexicans were you know Wetbacks, savages. Today they're illegal aliens. Native Americans, savages, uncivilized. We've been everything under the sun, but Jews, but the people of God. So again, Daniel chapter nine verse seven says, "O oh Lord, righteousness belongs unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces." As at this day, to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel. So among the Jews, the tribe of Judah, remember, there's 12 tribes to the nation of Israel. So for the tribe of Judah, who are the, which are the so-called Negroes in America today, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, which would be uh, uh, Benjamin and Levi. And to all Israel, all 12 tribes, well, we're confused and don't know, who, don't know who the hell we are that are near and that are far off through all the countries where the God has driven them because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. We're confused and we've been driven out of our homeland, whether it was in 722 BC under the Assyrian captivity, when the 10 tribes were kicked out of the promised land from the Assyrian captivity, 722 years before Christ, or In 70 AD, when the Israelites that were still in Jerusalem were at the time of Christ, the southern kingdom of Judah, and that's why they were called Jews, which was essentially the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Benjamin, and the tribe of Levi. They were still inhabiting Jerusalem, but in 70 AD, we were exiled out and put in captivity into every province of the Roman Empire. Luke told us that. Let me get that real quick. Luke told us that. Luke chapter 21 and verse 20. Man, this, Luke, it's in Luke, but these are the words of Christ,
0: right?
2: It's in the book of Luke, but these are the words of Christ that Luke wrote down what Christ said. So in Luke chapter 20 and verse 20, we have Christ speaking again. These are the words of Christ once again, and here's Christ giving us a prophecy about what was going to happen to the Jews after he ascended. Luke, chapter 21, verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. When was Jerusalem compassed with armies? We'd already been occupied by the Roman Empire. That already happened. That's why Herod and Agrippa uh, and Caesar, that's why they were in charge. But when did Jerusalem get compassed with armies surrounded by armies? 70 A.D. 70 A.D. is when we got surrounded by the Roman armies. He said, when you see this happening, they know that the desolation there is not. What desolation? That all that God kept telling the Jews, the Israelites, That y'all are going to be kicked out of this land, led into slavery, and going to be destroyed because we keep mingling with the nations. And we won't keep the laws, statutes, or ways of God. And we're finally going to get to a point where we've pissed God off so much, we're going to be kicked out of the land. And we're going to be desolate. Reading on, verse 21. Luke chapter 21, verse 21. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter thereunto. Go back and read about the the, the uh the destruction of Jerusalem in seventy AD. My goodness. It was during the time of the Passover, when all the Jews were were supposed to gather from wherever we was at, we were supposed to come and gather at Jerusalem for the Passover. So there was over like 3 million people that was gathered together there at the Passover, and the, the Romans decided to attack us and destroy us. It was a straight slaughter. Go do the research. And, yes, we, we've, I've covered this in several series here on Blog Talk. It, it's all over YouTube, just about anybody. Go check it out or do your own research. Go. If, if, see if I'm lying. Luke twenty one verse twenty two. Check it out, y'all. Luke chapter twenty one, verse twenty two. These are the words of Christ. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. That now God was about to take vengeance upon the Israelites, because we continue to mingle among the nations, and learning and doing the things that they were doing in the promised land. Verse thirty-three or twenty three but woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Woe to women that are pregnant and have little kids, because we had to run it says for there shall, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people verse twenty four and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Why is this never read in church? Why are these words of Christ never read in church? Why are people not familiar with these words of Jesus Christ? So, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword. Who fell by the edge of the sword? The Israelites. The real Jews. And it says, and shall be led away captive into all nations. Slavery. I'm going to be led away into slavery, captivity, into all nations. Were all nations led into captivity among all nations? No. The Jews were led into captivity among all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. I mean, now, Now, once we're kicked out of Jerusalem and we're being led away captive in all nations, Who is going to be walking up and down the streets of Jerusalem? Gentiles. The nations. The heathen. And Jerusalem shall be trotted down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And when is the time of the Gentiles going to be fulfilled? When Christ returns. When our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ returns. And it says Jerusalem is going to be on heaps. It's going to be destroyed because of those people who are inhabiting Jerusalem and are imposters and are not the real Jews because the real Jews were literally captive into all nations. Even over here to America with the transatlantic slave trade. So, brothers and sisters, again, let me get back on uh, you know, up, up. Let me start to segue my way off of, off of this soapbox. As we sit here and we're in the midst of this, quote, unquote, horrendous abomination in God's eyes called Valentine's Day. Or its original name, the Lupercalia. Going back to the Bacchanalia. Going back to, uh, 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 you know, tell you to call it Carnival or Mardi Gras. That these customs, these celebrations, these traditions have absolutely nothing to do with God. As much as you want to uh, try associated with Ash Wednesday, uh, Fat Tuesday, it's got nothing to do with God. it got nothing to do with Jesus Christ. That it, How dare you even try to allude that it's dealing with the 40 days that Christ went up to, to fast, that this is what Lynch is about. Come on, y'all. So go be as debaucherous as possible because you're going to have to sacrifice and then come back and be just as wicked again. But because you said the name Jesus and you said the name love, that makes it okay. St. John chapter 4 verse 22, we worship, we know not what. Ye you know not what. We know we worship. All right? So, and this is the purpose of us having blog talk. With that being said, let me get, get my introductions off the way. All right. Uh, yeah, you reached Bible, uh, Bible Talk. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I, in spite of what my voice, how my voice, my, the energy that I'm coming with. Thank you for tuning in. All right? thank you for tuning in. Um, we pre- we present Blog Talk for your edification and for your inf- for your edification and for your information. All right, and and don't take what we're saying at face value. Go research. Go see if the things that we're bringing up is is false or not. Go check it out. That's why that's – why one, one reason why we selected blog, uh, blog Talk as our platform for doing these podcasts is because it saved each and every one of our podcasts. So we have over 1,300 shows um, that are available for you to listen to going all the way back to February – the holiday is coming up. February 24th, I believe it is, 2010. We're about to have an anniversary. We ain't going to celebrate it. But we're about to have an anniversary. But it's there for you to be able to go back and listen to. All right. For the time being, you also reach us on on uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also available on iHeart Radio Podcast. We're also available on iHeart Radio Podcast and uh, Podcast Addict. All right. And soon we're going to be on uh, YouTube Music. All right. I, I need to make that transition. We will be on YouTube Music. We will be able to listen to us there. As well, to be able to catch up with anything that, that we might have going on, all right, and that you can go back and, and get the, the scriptures, get the – buy the books that we're using, the resource books, the, 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 the history books, the atlases that are being used to help bring out and prove what is being said that is matching the prophecies of the Bible, all right? With that, we also have schools that we associate with here in San Antonio. Is uh, this one or two, which is located for the time being at 4444 Walsham, Walsham Avenue, Suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas 7818. They have class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7:30 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. And again on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. So they have class tonight, all right? They have class tonight starting at 7:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We well, might go check it out. Go to the school. I actually go sit down, sit at the feet of the teachers. Let them, let them breathe on you like, like the disciples did with Christ. Go get taught. All right? Go get taught here in San Antonio, all right, um, at the Sport of Truth. Uh, if you're in the Houston area, if you're in the Houston, Texas area, um, the SOW Houston, Texas, the Stream of Wisdom, located at 231 FM Road, 1092 Stafford, Texas, 77477, uh, being the address there in Houston, Texas, uh, they have classes every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So they have class tonight, right? You can go, if you're in the Houston area, drive on by, all right? Drive on by from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight. Right? They're, they're going to be there tonight at, um, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then they're there on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and then Saturday morning the Sabbath from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You catch them live on their YouTube class every Wednesday, meaning tonight, Starting at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. all right? on the YouTube channel, SOW uh, Houston, Texas, SOW Houston, Texas, Stream of Wisdom. Go and check them out. all right? It's best if you actually go to the class and be there, but if you can't, you can check out their YouTube channel and be, uh, and, and, and 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 get blessed and get touched that way. All right. Um, then on Saturdays, they also have Sabbath ceremony starting at 10 a.m. Uh, to 2 p.m. Uh, we invite you to go, please go check it out. If you're in the Norfolk, Virginia area, Norfolk, Virginia, Norfolk, all right, VA, located at 2016 Ramsey Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517. meaning the address there. They have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And again on Saturday, starting at 12. Um, you can catch their YouTube, their I'm sorry, their Facebook classes every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live, all right? Every Tuesday and Thursday, Facebook Live, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We ask that you check them out, okay? Um, and their YouTube channel, SOW Stream of Wisdom, Nova, Virginia. Uh, the YouTube channel is every Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Saturday, starting at 12 noon, also the Catch the Sabbath Ceremony, all right? We invite you to please uh, subscribe, like, and share um, to these YouTube channels, for our Rochester School in Rochester, New York, SOW Rochester, New York Stream of Wisdom, sixteen hundred Lyle Avenue, suite number one A, Rochester, New York, one four six zero six, meaning the address there. They also have classes every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, from eight PM to ten PM and then on Saturday, starting at ten A.M. Catch their YouTube channel, SOW Rochester, New York Stream of Wisdom. Um again, the product class times. P.m. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out, all right? Go ahead and please check them out. The other YouTube channel uh, resource that we have is the Hidden Truth Bible Show. Uh, it's like Core, Five Minutes of Wisdom, and Hidden Books, all right? Uh, coming up uh, in our announcements, we do have uh, the Day of Nicanor. Now, we have the, the Day of Nicanor coming up February 21st, 2024, starting at sundown. And then the following day, uh, we have the beginning of Purim, right, which begins February 22nd at sundown and ends February 24th at sundown, right? We have um, uh, these days coming up, Nicanor and Purim. Please get in touch with the the school that's closest to you uh, to be able to get there uh, and, and observe these days, right, and observe these days and find out they're being observed and and how they're related in the bible and why they are observed all right and then we have in san antonio uh we have the passover coming up uh, march 23rd that's wrong the passover is actually going to be march 31st is going to be the congregating of, of uh here in san antonio because it is Easter. And we're, we're not doing it for, because it's Easter. We're doing it because um, from all the jobs that we do work, that Sunday, Easter Sunday, where everybody's off. So we can enjoy each other congregating and actually coming together on that day to get the most out of it, that we can actually, you know, enjoy each other's company. So that's going to be um, March 31st, all right? The actual Passover is April 21st. The actual Passover is April 21st. I know it sounds confusing, but but as the days get closer and closer, we'll keep announcing that and let that be known. Okay. So, the 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 Passover congregating is going to be here in San Antonio, uh, hosted by the, the Sword of Truth, which is going to be March thirty five, it's going to be March 31st. It's going to be the actual days coming together for the Passover meal. All right. But the actual Passover is April 30, uh 21st, April 21st. All right. He's going to put that out there. Uh, Shouts out to our brother Aisha white and the crew, the streaming knowledge up there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Reach out to brother Aisha at area code 218 4218 Reach out to brother Aisha white Desire at 505-218-4218 for, uh, to, for the times and locations that they'll be congregating and observing and for even classes that they have going on. Uh, we know that every every Friday night they have um, uh, the, the, the Bible readings, uh, reading through the book of Psalms every Friday night. Uh, and then also on Saturdays, they do the Torah readings, all right? And you can also locate them on Facebook through the Fountain of Wisdom, all right? On Facebook through the Fountain of Wisdom or reach out to doc, uh, Dr. Michael Ben-Israel um, uh, to get uh, welcome or get to join uh, their platforms and be able to participate with them in the Friday night um, uh, Psalms readings or the Saturday Torah readings, all right? Uh, uh, you know, it's there, it's there for you. It's there for you. It's there for you. All right? Here's the part of the show where I'm going to uh, offer up a list of names that I'll be compiling um, that that we my sense of prayers are for. And I ask that you might be able to go back and get these names. And in your private time, in your closet, or, or wherever you might be at, please offer these names up to the most high as well as addition to whatever names you have compiled for yourself and then praying and putting others first. All right? So uh, the most high in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up, to deliver, and to defend. And Father, we ask that you might bless and that you might keep. And Father, we ask that you might make your face to shine upon and that you might be gracious. Father, we ask that you live with reconnaissance and give peace. Uh, to Naya, the wife of our brother, Yawa'ah. To the sister, Ayana, the wife of our brother, Awana Aya. To Bobby Dixon. To Sierra Leakey. Uh, to Macha and his wife, Waridaya. To our friends in Albuquerque, Becky, Daryl, and Carmen. Uh, to the entire Lovett family, my in-laws. Uh, to the Coates family, including our, our brother, Shapar. To our brother, Mayum in Houston. Uh, to Judah Thawamom. Uh, uh, here in San Antonio, West Beverly, uh, to the daughter of our brother Tazapa and his wife Arkaya, their daughter CC, to the daughter of our brother Dibar-Kawah, uh his daughter Isalie; and to the daughter of our brother Bad and Quadesaya, their daughter uh, uh, Ali or Aliyah. Uh, father, we offer up our brother Tazapa and his family, and his mother, Miss Catherine, and to Miss Barbara and Miss Barbara's husband, Mister Charles, the help Oh, Miss Catherine, who was Tatafah's uh, mother. To our, our friend, to our brother, Yinawatan. To, to the family of Gabaya Allah, including his wife, Aisha, uh, her mother, Lucy Mae Johnson, and their nieces and nephews, Kiante and Yana, out there in Florida. To our brother, Sankodash, and his wife, Mariah, and their son, Kazakia, as at this time they are traveling to, to, uh, to Chicago, and we offer up our condolences. Uh, please be with their family. To our brother, LV, brother, Levander. And to his mother Pat Washington, and to um, his cousin Lashonda Washington, to our sister Quatasha, the wife of our brother brother Bai, to our friends Sean Stark, Sylvia Khan, and to our brother Yama, who, who currently is in the Lubbock County Jail right now, and to our uh, and to Kazakabar, who is in the Arapahoe County Jail at this time as well, to his sister Inawah, uh, here in San Antonio, the daughter of our brother Gayalaba. Uh to our to um, uh, to Ernestine Morris, to Charlie Westbrook, and to Edna Jackson, Father. And we ask, Father, that you put your name upon the children of Israel and that you bless them. And Father, we ask you all these things as we try to walk in, in the ways, in the path of, of, of our Lord and Savior and the, our example, Jesus Christ. And we thank you always, Amen. All right, but since we got that together, let's get into this class. Let's continue on with this series. All right, let's continue on with this series. What we last left off at on Monday, What we last left, left off on Monday um, was, let me give it here, we had read, right, we was, in, we, had, we was reading Micah chapter three, verse four, the book of Micah chapter three, verse four, all right, so it's one of the scriptures we left off with on Monday, right, it's one of the scriptures we left off with Monday, so as we, we read that, and it says, then shall so they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they had behaved themselves ill in their doings. And what we were covering, brothers, says on Monday was how from our actions and from things that we would, that we would be doing, God's going to hide his face from the children of Israel. And we, we, we've touched on that. We've touched on that. Um, and, again, leading, leading us up to including even me opening up today about Valentine's Day, the Rubicalia, uh, the Bacchanalia, and the things, and the Carnival, and the Mardi Gras, uh, things that we worship today and observe, that what we might want to consider is that these celebrations, these traditions, these customs that we get caught, caught into, God says he's going to hide his face from us. So as God hides his face from us, meaning, and he's not, God and God hiding his face from us, we've been left to our own imaginations and our own devices. So in so doing, there's a lot of things that the world does where God has hit his face and has nothing to do with. And God has ignored us because of the things and because we behave ourselves ill. I'm trying to really drive this point home, brothers and sisters, that there's a lot of traditions and customs that that we have adopted and hold on to to this very day. And we have not really put together, connected the dots, that these customs have been allowed to go on because God hid his face from us. God has had nothing to do with us. God has been ignoring us because of our stubbornness because of how willing we are to 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 associate and mingle with the other nations and their customs and their mindsets and their worships and their idolatry, that we have pissed God off to that point, that he's ignoring us. So now we're doing all these type of things, and somehow, and now we – on our own have associated these things with the God of the Bible, and God has absolutely nothing to do with it. And we've told ourselves that, well, if God didn't want us to do it, then we wouldn't be able to be allowed to do it. If you understand God is ignoring us, you can do what the hell you want to do. He don't care. So in us doing what we want to do, and he's ignoring us, whatever pain, whatever hardships, whatever, whatever uh, uh, uh Dramas, traumas that we face, we butt upon ourselves, because we have gotten God so angry and got him so pissed off he's ignoring us so you know like like when you're playing um uh, playing certain gambling games, all money ain't good money that that you might get it now, but what's going to be the path in the long run? Are you considering what you're doing? Are you really thinking about what's going to happen in the end? Because one thing he said was in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 20, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation, children in whom is no faith. That we have not had no faith in the words of God, of him saying that what he said he's going to do, he's going to do. We had no faith in that. Whether it's from salvation or whether it's from consequences. We've had no, we have not trusted in that. We go by our own feelings and by what we see, about by what we see the other nations doing. But he said, I'm going to hide my face from them, and I'm going to see what their end shall be. So y'all, y'all go for self-gratification, go for immediate gratification. You might get that right now, but what's going to happen in the long run? What's going to be at the back end of that? And because I've been warning, God has been warning, God has been warning, God has been warning, but we refuse to listen, all right, cool, y'all need to go run into the wall. And I don't care. God doesn't care. So when we, when we face having our hearts broken, that yeah, everything we put our hopes and dreams into came to naught, was in vain, Yeah. God can really give two two dams about it because for all the warnings he gave for centuries, for millennia, that he prophesied what was going to happen, and we refused to listen, he got to the point where he stopped talking, and he turned his back and has been ignoring. So whatever we came up with on our own, we came up with that. And if we didn't think about his word, but he had prophesied, and then God went to this point. Even in his mercy, God did this. I'm going to write my words down. I'm going to leave my words in the Bible, what we call the Old Testament, and what we call the Apocrypha. I'm leaving my words here about what's going to happen. I'm prophesying what's going to happen, what you're going to be going through. Because I'm tired of I'm talking to I'm blue in the face, and we refuse to listen. And we want to get mad at God. We had attitudes with God. We killed his prophets we telling us what's going to happen that's not going to satisfy or gratify us, give us that immediate gratification. That we're going to do what we see is right, what we feel is right, regardless of what God says. So God got so sick and tired of that, he turned his back. He's ignored us. That's why there's so many religions in the world today. That's why anybody can, you, you, you can do what you like. You can live free and die hard. You can literally, uh, especially in America, where it, quote, have, you can, quote, have freedom of religion. Feel free to do whatever the hell it is you want to do. God doesn't care. He's not looking. So if you catch AIDS, you catch an STD, you catch a, 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 a domestic violence charge, well, uh, you're suffering from PTSD. God, it's not like God didn't try to warn us before it got to this point before we had so much dysfunctional families God had been trying to tell us we refused to listen now we now we're right smack dab in the middle of all this and one thing we still refuse to do is admit it's our fault we still refuse to admit that no God been telling us this and we continue on in these traditions, in these customs, in these ways that we learn from our family, we learn from religion, we learn from society, we learn from the world, that have absolutely nothing to do with God because God has been ignoring us. And I know because many of us are so entrenched in religion, we say, there's no way God didn't make this happen. When I look on the Grammys, everybody who won a Grammys said, first I want to thank God. See, they acknowledging God. Which God? Which God? Usher up there grinding on another man's wall, on Alicia Keys, another man's wife, in front of 119 million people that tune in to watch the Super Bowl. And he wants to thank God for the opportunity to perform like that in front of all the millions of people that he did? That God was okay with that? That God okayed that? That God provided him that opportunity? Hell no. Hell to the no. But because so many people enjoyed it, because so many people saw it, and it was so, quote unquote, entertaining. And he was dancing, and he was on skates, and he was sweating. Has anybody noticed that just about every one of Usher's songs is talking about committing adultery? Just about every last one of Usher's songs is talking about some type of adultery. And he's put up as the halftime entertainment for the Super Bowl? And we're supposed to just understand, oh, it's just entertainment. And God must have – if God didn't want that to happen, God, God would have stopped it. If God was looking at that, he might have stopped it. But if God is ignoring and doesn't give a damn what we do because of how hard we are so that now if Swiss speech decides to come back and do something to Usher for, for fondling his wife on national TV in front of millions of people, hey – Okay? All right. That's something y'all came up with. That had not a damn thing to do with God. And God already wrote all this down in, in a book called the Bible. Yeah, it, it don't say much. Just go look. Go study. Go see, is God okay with something like that? Is God okay with adultery? Is God cool with that? Would God give somebody an award, and would God want somebody to be recognized as doing something good for doing something like that? And at least he's wearing that that red abomination. I've done a whole series about about how that goes back to the worship of Artemis, the worship of Athena, the worship of of Venus, the worship of uh, Diana, uh, that red dress. And what all that represents in witchcraft, what all that represents in paganism, covered it. And this she is in front of everybody. But we're under the impression that God is with something with those type of things? No. When God turns his back on you, whatever you do and whatever consequence happens to you, that's on you. And that's how this this that's how it's been in this world. You know, we we have this this impression that God that that, that if you do something evil, that a, a lightning bolt is going is, is to strike. And you know what that leads me? I need to get that class together. But says, have y'all ever done a research on uh, S and M? I know it seems like I'm jumping, but have you ever done some research on what S and M is? Sadomasochism, this the sexual fetish called. Uh, uh, Sadio-masochism Masad was an actual man Where they get the S&M from He was an actual man And he was the son of, a, of, of clergy Back in England I think it was He was so sick and He got to the point where Because of religion And the fear That religion puts so many people in And that God is going to get you If you do something evil Massad wanted to put that to the test. So Mossad intentionally, maliciously, conscientiously participated in the most abominable, vile, debaucherous behavior his mind could come up with because he wanted to see, is God going to destroy me? Is this proverbial lightning bolt gonna strike out of the air, out of the sky, just strike me down for this? So he got into brothers and sisters, you know, with the whips, the chains, the candle wax, the the the, the sexual t- torture devices, the homosexuality, the bestiality, the the uh, pedophilia. He went there. The necrophilia. He went there. 'Cause he wanted to see is there a God? And if he's doing all the, if he can do the most wicked, vile, abominable things possible, was God going to come down and strike him down from heaven and it never happened. And it never happened. Go do your research. Go check it out. Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley is the most wicked man on the planet Earth. He calls himself Satan. Go check him out. He he uh, he he was uh, heavily heavily he heavily influenced the Beatles. Yeah, the music group of the Beatles. He was a heavy influence on them. He was pretty much responsible for bringing in the sex, drugs, and rock and roll mentality into the world. Alistair Crowley, who also heavily influenced Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael, Mike. And their whole mentality, their whole thing. His his whole thing was, I want to do as much wickedness as possible. To in defiance of God, to see and see if God's gonna do anything. There's people who put these things to the test. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Go do your research. Don't take my word for it. Go do your research and see. And again, I'm bringing these points up that if God has turned his back and ignored people, that this mentality, this safety that you think you have, well, if God didn't want me to have it, I wouldn't have it. God will go ahead and send a lightning bolt and destroy me. No. How's God doing that when he's turned his back and ignoring? Because we've been ignoring him. But we have this 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 delusion in our minds that well if I'm able to do it that means God must want me to have it. So if it's weed, and I'm smoking weed, God must want me to have it. If it's doing acid, God must want me to have it. It was some bastard that's a pedophile. God wanted me to have this. If not, he would have stopped me. This dude Epstein. Epstein Island, come on, y'all. The whole mentality is, if I'm doing it and nothing happens, God must want me to have it. If God's ignoring you and don't care what happens to you, what you do, how is it that God is going to step in now and stop it? So a lot of people have been caught up and come up with their own self-made traditions, their own their own customs. Their own idea of righteousness because nothing happened yet. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember this scripture? Y'all remember this scripture? Let me pull it up. Nope, I I don't want to mess that up. Um, We'll come back there. Ecclesiastes. Let me look it up just to make sure. S-E-N-T-E-N. Sentence E-V-I-V-O. Ecclesiastes in the Bible, Ecclesiastes in the Bible, chapter 8, verse 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 11, and it says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. God doesn't God does not go or have immediate consequences for people that are doing evil immediately. And it says, Therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully setting them to do evil because you feel you got away with it. That's that's all the, the whole the whole mentality about being somebody being mischievous. The causes some mischief. It's exciting. It's a rush. It's taboo, and then you still have to do more risky type of things to get that rush, to get that adrenaline rush, because it's naughty, because it's naughty, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. There ain't no lightning strike that's going to strike you out the air. God ain't going to do that. How can he do that when he's ignoring us? Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Verse 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 12. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times. Are y'all listening? Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, Yes, surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. I'm, again, these scriptures have been here for, for Solomon wrote this. Solomon on the timeline was what? About 1,500 years before Christ? No, I think about 1,000. He's about 1, he a 1,000 years before Christ? about a thousand years before Christ BC. We're in two thousand twenty four now. So somewhere around approximately three thousand years ago, give or take, Solomon wrote this, but who pays attention to it? God has Solomon write this down and who pays attention to it? God got tired of talking to us, no different than a parent Somebody gets tired of talking to somebody, talking to a child, and that child refuses to listen. It just gets to the point now, okay, you got to deal with the consequences then. All right, let's go to – and continue on with this class. Um, Let's go to Hosea chapter 5 verse 15. Let's go to the book of Hosea. Chapter five, verse fifteen. Now, the book of Hosea, chapter five, verse fifteen. Hosea, chapter five, verse fifteen. And it says, "I will go and return to my place, till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. I hope, uh, I, 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 I hope, this has a chance to resonate with with, with us. All right, this was prophesied by Hosea." God is saying, and then God remember God not a God that he should lie. God is saying, I will go and return to my place. Remember, God has remember, God has a sanctuary. God has a place where he goes to rest. He don't need us. He doesn't he doesn't need our adoration. He has a kingdom. He has a place that he goes to rest. If if you will, if I dare say it like this, God has his man cave. God has his palace or of, of, of tranquility. God's got a place he goes to get away from it all. If you will. So, what did he tell Hosea? Chapter 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they, they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they shall seek me early. So God said, until we acknowledge our offenses, he's in his place. And how many of us, we always want to tell what other people are doing to make us frustrated. We always want to complain about how somebody else is doing something, how others are doing this, how others are doing that. But how many of us acknowledge our own offenses that we've done against God? Well, according to the scripture right here, until that's done, God ain't dealing with us. Let's read it again. Hosea chapter 5 verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense. Not where they are offended, but where we offend. We are such a haughty people, such an arrogant ass people. We're quick and want to always, you know, tell somebody how we get offended, how we've been frustrated, how we've been, been – somebody's done us wrong, but we never confess what we do wrong. We never take accountability for our own actions. It's always we're misunderstood. I'm just misunderstood. I've been hurt. I've been through things. And because of that, you don't understand me. You won't give me a chance. Or you're just you're just merciless. But in all that, we never acknowledge the wrong we do. You know, we'll say some 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 passive aggressive type of shit like, "I'm sorry, you feel that way." You know, to state it like that, "I'm sorry, you feel that way," is, is to say, "Okay, I said the word, I'm sorry." But I'm sorry you feel that way. Meaning, I don't feel the way you feel, and I'm sorry you feel that way because I'm not going to change. I don't feel like I did anything wrong. You did all the wrong. I'm sorry you think I did something to affect you. But you got to you you got to be a grown person. You got to be responsible for you. Uh, can we have an adult conversation? Where you see seen admit that you did wrong, and that I really that you just misinterpreted and you misread me. And for somebody now tell us about, about things we're doing to offend. Also of now they're being they are being emotional when telling me about something I've done to offend. They're being emotional. They are being irrational. They need need to get hold of themselves, but it's never us acknowledging our own offenses. And that's what God is like, well, I'm not returning until that's done. So, yeah, it's good that we have a lot of Israelites coming back to their nationality, to their identity. That's a beautiful thing. We have a lot of believers coming back and starting to believe in the scriptures. It's a beautiful thing, but are we are we now taking to the next step where we are acknowledging our offenses, what we've been doing wrong against God, and it's going to go deeper, brothers and sisters. Not just it's going to, have to get to the point where not only what we've done wrong against God, what our family, what our loved ones have been doing wrong against God. Let's read. Let's read. All right, let's go to uh, Hosea, chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. All right, let's go to Hosea, chapter 14. All right, the book of Hosea, chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. In Hosea, chapter 14, verses 1, starting in verse 1, it says, O Israel, return to the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Because of our sins and our opinion, remember, one of the synonyms of life for iniquity is our opinion, all right, that, O oh Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity, by our opinions, that I don't feel iniquity. We know iniquity is sin. Let me let me, let me say it like this. We know iniquity is sin. We know iniquity is transgressions. But why are we followed by that? Because the things that we do, we don't think it's something – we don't think it's that bad. We don't think that the things we do warrant such a reaction from God, that we don't see what's wrong with it. God said don't eat pork, but I like pork, so I don't see what's wrong with it. There's there's learn not to custom the heathen. Um, I don't see what's wrong with with spreading love on February 14th. It's love. And I happen to like chocolate anyway in strawberries, my favorite fruit. So I don't see what's wrong with it. So and and, and for kids to be in school and giving, giving giving valentines, will you be my valentine and and, and giving each other roses and stuff? I don't see what's wrong with it. It's a time of love. I don't see what's wrong with it. See, that's iniquity. That's iniquity. Well, God, that's that's how you get down, but I don't really see it that way. God, why are you being so unreasonable? Can we talk about why, really, God, you're just being, like, over the top? That, God, you're gaslighting? That, God, maybe you should be a little bit more open-minded? It's love. And didn't the Beatles say, all we need is love? Doom, All we need is love. Love. Love is all we need. Remember, who have heavily influenced by Alistair Crowley, go look it up. We have fallen by our iniquities. Yes, our sins, but the sins that we participate in are based on what? Our opinions of, I don't think it's that bad. I really don't think it's, it's really that wrong. I don't see what's wrong with it. I don't see why, 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 why it would be that bad. You know, I don't think God's going to kick me out of heaven because I like I still eating pork. I don't think God's gonna be. that is it gonna be that moody? I think, yeah, I smoke weed every once in a while, but I don't see. Weed. I mean, it, it 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 helps. And God, you know, it's of the earth. It's natural. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna smoke poison ivy, but I will smoke some weed. Even the poison ivy's of the earth. Matter of fact, hell, if it's of the earth, I don't see people go sticking their damn hands in a volcano. In lava, talk about hey, what's well, of the earth. Hell, it's Earth. I've yet to see people go and and walk on lava. I've yet to see people go ingest molten lava. Talk about yeah, it's good for me because it's of the Earth. So it's natural gas. I don't see people going and just breathing in natural gas. Talk about it's of the earth. We get so stupid in our iniquities based upon our opinions. All right, verse 2. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. So will we uh, render the calves of our lips. So God is saying, basically what God is saying right here, do what you say and say what you mean. You say you want to get close to God, then not only just say it, then do it. Then put away your iniquity. So now our actions match our words. Verse 3, Asher shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses. Neither will, will we say anymore. Let me, let, me, let me break this. Let me slow this down. In Hosea chapter 14, verse 3, please check it out. Asher shall not save us. So during the time of, of, of Hosea, Asher was a mighty strong nation. And it's being said that, that people that seem strong, that they're not going to save us. This is the mentality that God wants to get into, that other nations, because they accept it, that's their traditions, that that's their way of doing things, that they're going to save us. God wants to get to the point where, no, the American America is not going to save us. The American mindset is not going to save us. The worldly mindset is not going to save us. Just because everybody else is doing it. It says we will not ride upon horses that we're going to be able to get away. That you know what we have a plan. We're going to live off the grid. You know we're going to uh, uh, we're going to grow our own crops. We're going to, we're going to uh, uh, you know we're going to just get away from society. We're going to do our own thing and hide. Asher should not save us. We will not ride upon horses. Neither will we say any more. To the work of our hands. Listen, listen. This is what the the point he wants us to get to. Neither will we say anymore to the work of our hands. Ye are our gods. That what I put together is going to save me. That my opinion and what I put together and what I value. That that is going to save me. Because that's been the, the mentality of people since America was conceived. Since the very first time somebody said America, that's been the mindset that you're going to live off the work of your own hands of what you put together, of what you think is right, what you think is wrong, what your family thinks is right, and what your family thinks is wrong. The work of your hands. Who put together the Grammys? Who put together the Academy Awards? The universities that you go to and get your degrees and get your fraternities and, and sororities from, who, who put that together? Whatever church, whatever religion you participate in, what man started your religion? The work of your hands. Based on what you made important. Or your foreparents, your your grandparents made important. Come on, y'all. Again, neither will we say anymore to the work of our hands. Ye are our gods. For in thee, the fatherless uh, findeth mercy. Are we going to the point where we don't understand that we got to start doing things the way God wants things done? Until we get to that point, he said he's he's hiding from us. So everything that we participate in, if it's the Salvation Army during Christmas time, oh, it's for charity. It's for the kids. It's for charity. Guess who is not recognizing that? God. The March of Dimes. Uh, uh, deformed kids who have medical problems, who, who need help with, 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 um, uh, with their hospital bills. And it's for charity. Guess who's not recognizing that? God, think about it. Why are those children afflicted in the first place? What were their parents, or their grandparents, or their great grandparents? What was it that they were doing that now this is being affected on this child? That now instead of changing the behavior, now we're going to get money and send them to the hospital. We're going to send them to the McDonald House, the Ronald McDonald House, and we're going to say, but, oh, it's for the kids. We keep doing these things, and God has turned his back on us. He keeps his back turned on us. But we keep thinking that because the world accepts these things and that our family accepts these things and a group of friends that hang around accept these things, it must not be that bad. Next scripture. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26 and we're going to read verses 40 through 42. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26. And we're going to read verses uh, 40 through 42. Leviticus chapter 26, I'm sorry, verse 40. And it says, If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespassed against me. Are we listening to what God is saying? This is what God told Moses. You know that part of the old testament that some of your preachers and pastors and reverends and bishops and fathers, whoever, and they don't want to read to you? You know, will we can go back and nip things in the in the bud? Leviticus chapter twenty-six verse forty. If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, with their trespass, which they have trespassed against me, I mean, against God, and that also they have walked contrary unto me. Are we listening to this? This is what God is looking for us to acknowledge. This is what God is. This is the confession, and I know that we think that because we go to church and we we go inside a, 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 um, a, a confessional and we slide open a little window and we we tell some some pedophile um, uh, uh, about something that we've done that that's us confess. No, 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 that's not it. Not only do we get to confess our iniquities. We had to also confess the iniquities of our father, who we learned this shit from, who let us think that it was okay to do this, who influenced us to think that it's okay. And that, yes, we have been walking contrary unto God. Verse 41, and that I also have our contrary unto them. Are, are you here with the, 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 the God's stipulations? Not only do we have to confess, get to a point where we understand that we've been walking contrary to God, but that God's been walking contrary to us, that the God of the Bible has not been the one blessing. the God of the Bible has not been there are are, are you are, are are we reading this and it's going to leave a lot of people out on the limb. Because the belief that, no, God must have did this for me. We forget that, that the Bible says what? That there's some that suppose that gain is godliness. Because I'm coming up, God has to be with me. And because of all the prosperity teaching, God it must be of God. Nope. Verse 41, and that I also have walked contrary unto them. And have brought them into the land of their enemies. Why are we here going through what we're going through in the first damn place? Because we went against God. If we never went against God in the first place, we would never have been over here to go through these things. The dysfunctional families. The lack of food. The lack of real true love. Of thinking that just because I go to work, God's with me. And just because I have a job, that's God being with me. Because I'm able to pay my bills, see, that's God being with me. Which God? Which God? Leviticus chapter twenty-six, verse forty-one, and that I also have walked contrary unto them, and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled, and they then accept of uh, the punishment of their iniquity, are we are we are we, are, we, are we hearing these conditions and stipulations? of the contract of the covenant that we made with God. Verse 42, then will I remember my covenant with Jacob, and also my covenant with Isaac, and also my covenant with Abraham. Will I remember, and I will remember the land. I'll bring them back to the promised land. Well, I will be their God, and they will be my people. I will be their shepherd. But look at the stipulations. Everybody talks about God having unconditional love. Is is what we're reading, does that really sound unconditional? I'm, I'm reading conditions. I'm reading what God made sure Moses wrote this down. Because he got tired of telling it to us, and we didn't listen, then now go read it. You know, it, it's funny how we 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 can, uh, as we do business, that 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 as and, and you start, you get keep getting screwed over. Because you sign a contract with with the cable company, you sign a contract with, with with TikTok when you accept the the. the you accept the, the the terms and conditions. where you didn't read the small print. You didn't read. The, you just read. You just scrolled up fast as hell to get to the bottom just to hit, hit I agree. Pages and pages and pages of of of, of terms and, and agreements that you have no idea. Do You know that that when you get a TikTok account, and I think it's with Facebook too. But you know that like just like, let me give an example about the small print. How we don't read and, and consider what's going on. You know that that you give TikTok permission when you become a member of TikTok and you sign up and you agree to all the things it takes to to be with TikTok. You know that you agree to that TikTok not only listen to all the rest, all your conversations and to record all your conversations through the microphone. And through video, but also the conversation of the people around you, who might not even be on TikTok. They might not even might not even have a TikTok account or a social media account. But because when you signed up for that social media and agreed to it, that in those terms and conditions that you. Give them permission to use your microphone and use you, your your phone to not only listen into your conversations, but to listen to the conversations of the people around you. Come on, y'all. Not paying attention to, to the to the to the contract, to the written contract. As much as we do that today in society, how much more have we done that to God, not reading his contract? Not reading his conditions that there's things required on our part All right that that there's conditions required on our part as well All right from there um, Deuteronomy chapter four verse twenty nine to thirty one This is going to be a part two to this class here, a part two of this series. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29 through 31. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. It says, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. (laughs) We know the heart's talking about the mind. We have to seek the Lord with all of our mind, not just some minimum. Not just some, I hear I hear some gospel, I, I got some gospel music playing in the background, and that's me seeking God with all my heart? Get the hell out of here. These are conditions. Verse 30, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days. If thou turn to the Lord thy God, thou shalt be, and, and be obedient unto his voice. This, I, I'm still here. Verse 31. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swore unto them. But there's conditions. We now got to seek him with all our heart and all our soul. When thou art, verse 30, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, Even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shall be obedient unto his voice, are we obeying his voice? And that's not like he's speaking to us in in a dream. Are we going back and obeying what's written? Are we seeking to do the things that please him? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curses, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations, whither the Lord has driven thee. Again, the punishment of being kicked out of the promised land, the consequence of being kicked out of the promised land had to be in the land of our enemies. Paying taxes, paying for water. We have to pay for water. And God's blessing us. Verse 2. And I shall return unto the Lord thy God. And I shall obey. His voice, according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and with all thy soul. That then, Lord thy God, will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee. Are we, are, are we, are we hearing this? Are we reading this? I hope you're reading it. I hope you're not just listening. I hope you're reading this along with me. Deuteronomy chapter thirty verse three once again. That then the Lord thy God, no, I'm sorry verse two, and shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey His voice, according to all that I commanded thee this day. What's, what's that mean? We have to go back to the Old Testament. We have to go back to what was commanded to Moses to tell us what was the agreement that was made back then, not just from the New Testament. We are going back to what God commanded Moses from the beginning and obey God's voice that was given from way back then. Thou and thy children with all thine heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God, verse 3, Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee, and will return and gather thee from all the nations whither the Lord thy God has scattered thee. Come on, y'all. Come on. I mean, I know this might be hard to believe. Because of how much how little reading we do, how much we really don't see God with all our heart and with all our soul. To believe that God has not been with us. We don't even understand God's blessings. We really truly don't. We really don't truly understand God's blessings. Thank you, that we can really truly say God has the one contrary to us, and we have the one contrary to him. All right, from there, as I see that my time is getting short for today. All right, um, when we read Hosea chapter 5 or 15, when we read the book of Hosea chapter 5 or 15 once again, it says, I will go. I return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. But it says when we look up the, the term, seek my face, right? we look up the term, seek my face, you, you can look it up. It says in a basic sense, in a basic sense, it means to give God our attention, our thoughts, to put his presence ever before us. So to seek when it says seek my face and it, it basically means to give God all of our attention. To give God all of our thoughts. Not just say, well I don't see what's wrong with it. Not just say, Well I don't think God will be, will be mad with this. I didn't even think to to go study see if God would be okay with me doing this or not doing this. That we had to put God give God all of our attention and our thoughts to put his presence ever before us. Before we do anything, what would God think? And Are we, we going to do that? We got to go study. We got to go get his word that he had written down. It says, to seek God means to be about him. He becomes our object, our direction, and our destination, all right? So this is what the term, the seek my face means. And y'all can look the same thing up. In this this age of the internet, age of of Google, of of Apple, go look it up. What does seek my face mean? Giving God all of our attention and all of our thoughts, meaning not just thinking, I don't see what's wrong with it, so I didn't go check. I didn't go read. I didn't go study. Just it just came to my mind, so I just did it. That's not seeking God's face. That's not seeking God's approval. You know, we have a mentality that it's easier to ask for permission. No, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. I don't want to hear no, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. And once I've already did it, then when God gets mad or somebody gets mad, it's easier to ask him to give me forgiveness than for me to ask for permission in the first place. If you're seeking God's face, before you do it, you want, you're want going to God first. That's what means to seek his face and with all of our attention and all of our thoughts. Not just the thoughts of, well, my mom and dad don't think it's wrong. Well, uh, I'll talk to these people here in church. They don't think it's wrong. How is that seeking God, what God says is right or wrong? And yet, He had all his judgments written in in a book that's called the Bible. How he judges things. He had it all written down. Now, before you do something, you can go and check first. In seeking God's face, God, what do you think about this? God, I was thinking about doing this. Let me go read and see, is that proper? Let me go read and see, is that how God, when other people had that same type of thought or, or a similar notion, what was God's reaction? Because remember, things written in the fourth time meant for what? Our learning. Because remember, there's nothing new under the sun. There's no new idea anybody in the world is coming up with that God has not already been covered. Not one new idea. You're not that special. You're not that ingenious. I don't care how high your IQ is, there is nothing new under the sun. All right, from there, let's go to any apographer. Let's go to the apographer, Ecclesiasticus, or Sirach, chapter 2, verse 15. Sirach, chapter 2, verse 15, 16, and 17, all right? To Sirach or Ecclesiasticus. Chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And it says, they that fear the Lord will not disobey his word. And that's the word. Think, think, uh, oh, man. Before I get this complicated, they that fear the Lord will not disobey his word. If I really fear God, I won't fear, I won't disobey his word. But a lot of times, because I don't want to hear God, I don't want to hear no, I won't go study. Because I'm going to find out that what I'm thinking and what I'm putting together is wrong. No matter how good it makes me feel, no matter how right I think it is, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right, that I love this, and I don't want somebody to tell me I can't do it. So I'm not going to ask permission. That's what this comes down to, brothers and sisters, I don't want to ask for min- ask permission. I want it to be acknowledged I'm grown. I want it to be acknowledged I'm my own person. You're not the boss of me. Okay, 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 cool. But if you fear the Lord, you won't disobey his word. And they that love him will keep his ways. I I want to elaborate, but why? Verse 16. They that fear the Lord will seek that which is well-pleasing unto him. If we really fear the Lord, we will seek that which is well pleasing unto Him, that was pleasing to me, and I'm praying God to give me this, and God do this for me, and God give me this and open this up for me, and God, I want this, I want this, give me this. Oh, in Jesus' name. That Jesus would never ask for shit like that, but all of a sudden now it's I'm asked for me, and now because I said in Jesus' name or house, his name or the, the Savior's name or Yeshua's name. Now, all of a sudden, now, just because I throw that, you know, I try to assign and, and try to and put that on, on Christ's credit card, then now that's going to pay for it. Come on, man, stop. Syriac, chapter 2, verse 16, or have to cuss, chapter 2, verse 16. They that fear the Lord will seek that which is well-pleasing unto him. And they that love him shall be filled with the law not their own opinions and their own thoughts, filled with it, filled with it. I don't know how you're going to fill your mind up if you only get scriptures once once a week. I don't know how that's going to fill your mind. You're only going over scriptures once a week. You know, as you're taking care of your business, you might have have some scriptures, or you might have something playing in the background, while you're giving your attention to what you're working on. That that somehow the scriptures uh, class or whatever in the back the background. That's you being filled with His law. I can see where I, I see where if it's, I'm filling a gas tank. I'm filling up my car. I can see when, like, like when I'm really going at it. I don't just stop, you know. Like when when I'm pumping gas, and it stops that first time, I'm not the type of person that lets it go. Then, no, I'm that person. I'm gonna keep going to where the gas is literally flowing out of the out, out of the uh, uh, gas tank. The gas is spilling like on 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 the car on the ground is filled. Verse seventeen. They that fear the Lord will prepare their hearts and humble their souls in his sight. How do you prepare your heart? You stop thinking it's about your opinion. You let your mind you, you get your mind in a place where it's not about how I feel or what I think. 'Cause now that's going to compete with what God's trying to give me. It's going to compete with God's law. It's going to compete with God's way of doing things. And remember, the God of the Bible is a jealous God. As much as the world says, ooh, who wants to be with a man or a guy who's jealous? Or well if you want the God you want the most high God, then then you understand that that's how He is you see how the world twist shit, I know I'm cussing right now, forgive me, but you see how the world twist things, that who wants people to be with somebody who's jealous? If the God of the Bible is jealous, why would you let that notion come into your mind that being jealous is wrong? Who wants to be with a man or somebody who's jealous? You, and people use that as a, like, like, you have an insecurity because you're jealous. Well, if God is jealous... Uh, why are you coming back and making it seem like it's wrong to be jealous that you're not giving your full attention, that you're not giving your full undivided attention? that If that's what God requires, but now you're using that as a defense. Like now you're offended that your full attention is being required because it's not. People are upset with you, and you twist it on them like they're the ones who have the problem. See how this world is twisted shit, and you're ready now to defend like 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 like, like, like a lawyer. You are ready to go to blows with somebody mentally? You're proving them why they're wrong about requiring your full attention. But it's funny how you demand full attention, but you won't give full attention. And that the little bit you give is supposed to be enough. That the person should be elated that you're giving a little bit of attention, but you demand all their attention. Ain't that hypocritical? Well. It, I didn't say ain't it. It is. In St. John chapter 8 verse 29. in the book of John chapter 8 verse 29. And I know my time is getting short. I know my time is getting short. Uh, I'm probably not going to hear the 90 seconds. It's probably went off, but I'm, I'm going to keep going a little further. I'm going to go a little bit more. St. John chapter 8 verse 29 says, and he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone for I do always those things that please him. Are we hearing what Christ, the Messiah, the saint what he said? And he that sent me is with me. He, the Father had not left me alone for I do always those things that please him. That please him always. Now when I'm going through a little, sum, a little tribulation, and now I think about, oh, let, let me give God some praise. Oh, praise God. Now let me, I'm going to listen to some gospel music. That, 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 should, that, that should be pleasing to God. Come on, stop. When we go to First Chronicles, chapter sixteen, verse eleven. First Chronicles, chapter sixteen, verse eleven. We're reminded: seek the Lord and His strength; seek His faith continually; seek His way of doing things, His way continually; seek His approval. Go study. Go read. What does the scripture say from the Old Testament, as well as the Apocrypha and the New Testament? Seek his face continually and his strength, what he believes in, God's sense of right and wrong. Seek his face. Going to Second Chronicles. This will be the last scripture. Let me see here. Let me see here. Yeah, I'm going to this last scripture. Um, Second Chronicles, chapter seven, verse fourteen. Second Chronicles, chapter seven, verse fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear. From heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end it with that, that verse right there. there. There's gonna be a uh, as we're dealing with this series, build your build your house upon a rock, and I believe this is part eight. There's gonna be a part nine, but part nine is gonna be part two of seeing God's face. <laughs> I hope that doesn't sound too confusing. Part nine is gonna be part two of seeing God's face in this series of. Build your house upon a rock. Make sure that, that what you're putting together really is what God wants. What you're following really is how God wants things done. If you ain't studying, to seek God's face before you do things. So that God's in all your thoughts. And just listen to gospel music ain't gonna do it, brothers and sisters. We have the history of the Israelites to go and see how that doesn't work. All right. So with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. All right. Remember today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Instead of going out and celebrating some of this damn dupercalia uh, wickedness and this 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 Mardi Gras carnival wickedness and this Valentine's Day wickedness, Instead of doing that? Check it out, Sword of Truth. <laughs> YouTube channel tonight at 7 30 p.m. Before that check out um, the SOW uh, Houston, Texas uh, stream of wisdom. Check out their YouTube channel start tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Do you want better? Go to class. Go to class and start to fill your mind. Fill your thoughts with more of God's understanding, with more of God's education. Fill your thoughts fill your mind give your complete attention to all right hi brothers and sisters uh please check us out tomorrow i had to check, check in with uh, the brother tassapah at what time he might be doing his class if he's going to be in the morning or in the uh, in the evening uh and please uh, hit us up all right please hit us up and with that my name is Mashaba and for bible talk I'd like to say
0: Shalom. <laughs>